The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, October 2, 2018 Oh my god, it's Rocktober and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Coming up on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today. Uh, the FBI investigation of Brett Kavanaugh, and of course, Tobin and PJ and Squee. It's underway, and I don't think Mitch McConnell has the votes to confirm yet. We'll get into that coming up here in just a minute. Uh, Don Jr. isn't very concerned about the possibility his girls will be victims of sexual assault. I can't wait to talk about that. He's a dick. The dick orange doesn't fall far from the dick tree, does it? Uh, Oh, and Lindsey Graham doesn't give a shit about your screaming. He just doesn't, and he said it. We're going to have that tape here coming up in a second. And the midterms are just days away. Days away. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word Vote with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from the newly redesigned BubbleGenius.com. And now, yep, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mr. Burgundy, you are acting like a baby. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. You are not a man, you are a big fat joke. I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn. That's what kind of man I am. You're just a woman with a small brain, with a brain a third the size of us. It's science. I will have you know that I have more talent and more intelligence in my little finger than you do in your entire body, sir. You are a smelly pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Well, you have bad hair. What did you say? I said, your hair looks stupid. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Uh. God damn it. I love that so much. It is the Trump crisis day 621, 34 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy, according to Malcolm Nance, shouty McShoutface. Oh, look, right over there, sitting right over there. It's TV's Buzz Burbank. I call him Squee. How, how, how's my hair? <laughs> you have... You have great hair. Oh, my God. I wish I had your hair. Oh, don't, Bob, don't forget, before we go any further, uh, don't forget, after the show, we're we're going over to PJ's to lift weights. <laughs> Again? Just, uh, I've got it on my calendar. So, okay. You know. All right. I just want to make sure it was on your calendar. <laughs> it's right here on my calendar. Right this here. has it's been this, such a week of coincidences. Yeah. I, as it turns out, I also have a friend named Chad Luddington. <laughs> Too. You have the uh, whitest the, friends in the world. What are, the, what are the chances <laughs> that we would have guy friends who you know with the same name like that? 
You know, I mean, that prosecutor really missed a golden opportunity to cement herself into the lexicon of our language by not asking Brett Kavanaugh what the hell squee is short for. That's what right. I want to know. What is why? Where do they get squee? The last quality uh, you want uh, in a prosecutor is a lack of curiosity. That's not <laughs> That's a good... Right. Not a good sign, in my opinion. But really, who's named Chad Luddington anyway? Where do the who are these? These are these are like prep school guys. Those are prep That's school right. names. Chad Luddington. Yeah, it's right yeah. there. It's about the same level as Thurston Howell the Third. That's right. Just- now I'm gr- I'm grateful for Chad Luddington and what he has to contribute, apparently. But <laughs> but I'm just struck by by the name Great. and the what? names and uh, this whole sort of prep school world that I uh, will never understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the eternal nice guy. I'm so mm. grateful for Chad Luddington and all of his contributions. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up his drinking and he came forward and uh, and uh, you know gave us some some insight about Mr. Kavanaugh. All right. Well, before we dig into uh, PJ and Tobin and Squee, uh-huh. and uh, just gotta let you know we've got some huge gets for our Wednesday interview show coming up. Uh, what t- I hear. Tomorrow, it's the great Helen O'Donnell. She's the daughter of JFK's chief of staff, Kenny O'Donnell, played by Kevin Costner in the movie 13 Days, by the way. She's also the author of Launching LBJ, which drops today. You want to go pick up that book? Uh, Next Wednesday, October 10th, will be Professor Tom Nichols, our first conservative never-Trumper on the show. And he's the author of the the greatest volume of this era, which is called The Death of Expertise, now out on paperback. October 17th, we're going to welcome the Washington Post's Greg Sargent. He's the author of the forthcoming book, An Uncivil War. Oh, 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 my God. I'm in touch right now. Don't Uh get your hopes up. We're still working on the scheduling of this, but... My hopes are up. There you go. I'm in touch with the amazing, the one-of-a-kind... Tony Atamanek. He's the best, the smartest Trump impressionist, creator of The President Show. We're trying to get him for the week of the 22nd to coincide with his brand new Comedy Central special, which is going to be another President Show special, this time in the form of a mockumentary about the fall of the Trump administration. So... Very much looking forward to that. We've got just a gigantic lineup of interviews coming up for the month of October, so stand by, huh? That's all big stuff. Yeah. And yesterday at uh, Trump's uh, dick move press conference, I think that's pretty Uh much the way we can define all of Donald Trump's press conferences. Oh, that was a dick move press conference. Yes, they all are. They're all dick moves. As opposed to the 83-minute one that preceded it. (laughs) That's right. I had the, the sound of the press conference on in the background as I was working. And uh, as I'm writing other stuff and working, and, and every time he said, he kept me- mentioning this guy, Bob. I don't know who Bob was, but he kept saying Bob. And every time he said Bob, I, you know, this, Bob, Bob, he sure. kept saying Bob, Bob. I was going, what, what, Mr. President, Bob, what? <laughs> You're going to be having dreams about this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to beat this to death, too. Donald Trump saying my name. Bob. Yeah, what? Bob. No, shut up. I don't want to hear from you anymore. This is, I mean, this is like every day of my life, probably your life too, Buzz, is uh, I'm walking around, the TV is on, it's always Donald Trump, his big right. orange head in my living room invariably, and it's it's basically as if Donald Trump 24-7 is going, Bob. What? What? Bob. Bob. No, stop talking to me. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Bob. Okay, come on, enough. <laughs> He's on more, he's on longer each day than the Today Show is now. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And yesterday, I couldn't believe that press conference because 
I started watching the clock after about two hours. I mean, Donald Trump not only got up and did his little uh, dog and pony show about NAFTA version 2.0, which is basically right. what it is. It's it's NAFTA combined with TPP and rebranded with some name that you can't even pronounce. So there's Donald Trump's big win. Congratulations, Mr. President. Bob. No, I, I'm serious. Congratulations. <laughs> It is. He considers it a big win. You know, we'll see. Well, so he started talking. He delivered his speech about this new uh, trade agreement with Mexico and Canada. And so that went on for, I don't know, a good hour, Mm. hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half. And he's got all of his human shields standing behind him. Every white guy he could possibly muster out of the White House was standing behind him um, out in the Rose Garden in the sun. And about like two hours in, that's when he starts taking questions. Good God. I mean, he just kept going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm always going back to uh, what substances are is he using to keep you know his seventy two right, year old yeah. bulk upright for he, he two said and at hours. one point he said at one point I could do this all day yeah I mean and he could because <laughs> he's, he might he's all hepped up on provigil and I I had to look up I wanted to go and check out what provigil was again because back during the uh, Ronnie Jackson. Uh, business when uh, Ronnie Jackson <laughs> was elevated from, or t- they attempted to elevate Ronnie Jackson from the White House medical office up to the you know Secretary of uh, Veterans Affairs, and that's when we started hearing about Ronnie Jackson handing out pills like Skittles inside the uh, White House and also inside Air Force One. And one of those medications that we heard about was something called Provigil. And this answered a lot of questions for me because I was always wondering, like, how does Donald Trump, you know, where he does nothing but a a steady diet of, you know, trans fats, you know, in the form of KFC and McDonald's. And literally, I've been reading the Bob Woodward book and he's Bob Woodward is talking about, oh, Donald Trump had a meeting and Gary Cohn was there and Steve Bannon. And oh, and there was a spread laid out of hot dogs and hamburgers and Donald Trump <laughs> polished off five of them. So yeah, it's, I'm surprised he could even absorb any kind of drug after that <laughs> intake. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, how do you absorb your uh, Adderall and Provigil while your stomach is full of crap? Um, but but he does, and somehow he manages to stay upright and stay alert throughout these entire things. He's uh, he whether whatever gibberish he's speaking, he's able to speak it at a mile a minute. You know, his rallies are the same way. I call them endless cocaine rants. Have you ever been around someone who's ranting while on cocaine? You pretty much have a sense of what Donald Trump's rallies are like. But so I looked into Provigil and had another look because someone was someone on Twitter was like, well, no, Bob, that Provigil isn't really cognitive enhancer. It's just something that helps you wake up in the morning if you don't have access to coffee or you've had a long night and you need to be alert in the morning. Right. And so I checked it out and ABC News did a whole report about this a while back. <laughs> and among the many things they learned about Provigil is that uh, it's only approved for narcolepsy or sleep apnea for people who work irregular hours. But hidden among those who take it are Mm -hmm. pockets of healthy Americans taking it just to boost energy and enhance focus. This is uh, directly from ABC News. It excites the mind so much that Provigil has been nicknamed Viagra for the Brain. (laughs) Doctors warn that you are really rolling the dice with this drug. Here's the warning part. There have been no long-term studies of Provigil and its effects on healthy brains. Well, that excludes Donald Trump because he doesn't have a healthy brain. You know what? With all the brain worms, uh, there's never been any study along these lines about how 
provigil affects a healthy brain, but doctors warn that possible side effects include sleep deprivation and potentially lethal rashes and worse. Headline, Trump gets deadly rash. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, I maybe Bob. I I don't know. We don't. I don't know that we have any evidence, much yeah, less proof that he's that he's taking these drugs. And I almost prefer to think. And in the end, it, it seems it, it wouldn't make any difference because either way, he's an asshole. <laughs> and 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 you know, and you've seen this with other drugs. Yep. Uh, uh, an asshole is more of an asshole on on alcohol or mm-hmm. perhaps cocaine than uh, they. But they're still the same asshole. Yeah. And 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 I know that Trump gets a lot of his energy from those crowds, yes. uh, from those, you know, uh, set up uh, pro-Trump crowds mm-hmm. in places like West Virginia, where, he, you know, uh, Tennessee, where an ovation is guaranteed for him, where a total agreement is guaranteed for him, where he's got, you know, he, he likes he likes being little Hitler. You know, he likes yeah. he likes having that sort of adoration. He feeds on it. He requires it. And, and I think it does feed him and give him energy. And so I think a lot of it comes from that. And I think a lot of him just enjoys being an asshole. Yeah, well. Uh, now, whether or not that's enhanced by drugs, and we may find out at some point that it is or, or that it isn't, but either way, he's still an asshole. Yeah, I mean, all we know is that Ronnie Jackson liked to hand out Provigil, and we know that Provigil right. also has similar effects as things like Adderall and so on. It's cognitive right. enhancer. But the thing is, we don't have any evidence of that there's no really way right, to tell because right. of course all of his medical exams have been bogus and uh basically written by trump himself so and then i mean happen. uh brett kavanaugh you know could have been the kind of creep he appears to have been yeah. with or without alcohol alcohol sort of gave him permission as it does a lot of people uh, to to bring out that which is inside them and of course what you were saying earlier about trump being an asshole at these things is just now he's really doing it uh whenever he gets into a press conference situation he loves to beat up on the usually the women reporters are the oh, ones sure who, mainly yeah uh, lately a string of them yes. he, yeah i mean his very first press conference like uh, i don't know what it was a year and a half ago or whenever he was uh, he was an asshole he's always an asshole but his assholishness has been amplified to 11 at least and uh here he was I think everyone saw this when yeah. saw this, but it's worth playing. Yeah, we, we never get tired of it. That's yeah, sure. here's Donald Trump being a dick to I think someone from NBC News. Okay, question. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. She's shocked that I picked her. No, she's like in a state of shock. I'm not thinking. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know that's he does this a lot. He loves to do that. I've seen him do that many, many times where he throws in almost these little insults under his breath where he just he squeezes one in, you know, that he seemed to have at the ready. I mean, yeah. there are a couple of things at play here. First of all, grandpa didn't hear correctly. <laughs> he says she's shocked that I picked her. She says, I'm not. Thank you, Mr. President. I'm now run those words together. I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. And he heard. I'm not thinking. Yeah. And strangely at the ready he had of course you're not thinking you never do uh, which indicates not only did grandpa not hear correctly no, he didn't hear. but but that he is predisposed to that kind of thinking and yeah. you know american women knew this already but the idiocy and or audacity of trump to do that sort of thing on top of 
and the way he's handled the Kavanaugh case, on top of the way he's handled uh, the allegations against him, we learn now that he directed the attempt to, to silence Stormy Daniels earlier this year. Yep. Um, not to our surprise, but it's uh, now confirmed for the first time. We know that to be true. So uh, he can't. It seems just when he cannot anger American women voters anymore. He finds a way to do it. Yes, he does. And, uh, you know, the, the the concern now, and I read something in the Post today, I, Washington Post, I'm not sure if I agree with it or not, uh, but it's uh, been floated that perhaps uh, Trump and Republicans are using this to stir up male voters, as they did in 2016, yeah. uh, to try to motivate them. So as fired up uh, and as engaged as the women are uh, politically now, uh, this Kavanaugh thing may be firing up the men uh, to, at least in the post theory, an, a nearly equal degree. So yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, it's speculation, really, but it's something to think about. Right. Well, the reason he does this, the reason he insults reporters and cuts them off, and then we've got another tape here of him doing it mm -hmm. a few seconds he, later, in he fact. Does but, too, yeah. yeah well, what he does is, is, of course, this is all Viagra for his red hats. I mean, this is what they <laughs> yeah, live yeah. for. I mean, yeah. they, you know, this is the kind of thing that they applaud and will reward him for. And of course, it does. As you said, it, uh, it is going to stir up some of these asshole guys. Guys who you know are are fine, you know, sort of the people who are cut from uh, the Donald uh, Trump Jr. Uh, yes. cloth, and uh, we've got some things to say about him, by the way, today. Uh, yeah. And and so they get uh, fired up. But you know, I've been seeing this argument, and the Atlantic uh, ran a piece this week. Uh, I want to say it was oh yeah yeah Seth Mandel from the Atlantic wrote a piece um, about how all of this is firing up conservatives, how this is unifying conservatives, and how this is a bad idea. We're doing this in incorrectly. The left is doing okay. this incorrectly because it's doing nothing but firing up conservatives and, and mm -hmm. joining them all together. The never-Trumpers and the and the Trump supporters are all banding together to defend Kavanaugh. But no one ever talks about the fact that merely nominating Kavanaugh has united the left in a way that hasn't been possible not even since uh even before 2015 i mean i haven't seen the left more united about a single thing right uh, at least in the last decade if not more than that and so no one ever looks at from that point of view i think some of these articles that are written about how uh maybe all oh, liberals you don't want to do this because you're just uniting the trump people against you know, right. <laughs> this is a great way to guilt the left into silence, into shutting up. Because oh, True. we because we we're gonna we're gonna start overthinking it, and we're gonna say, you know what? If we're doing this, then it's doing nothing but encouraging the right. So zip it up, and we shut up, and we move away. This is a way of silencing the left by using the left's own sense of guilt and priority and so on against us. And then, of course, there's other people on the left who are saying, well, you know, he's right. You know, if we keep doing this, it's going to unify them more and more it's just a big fallacy is all yeah. that argument is I, I i totally agree i'm not doing that i don't think this post article was doing that and yeah if, an, if anything i took the post article as a warning to say okay uh the women have tremendous momentum in this election yeah but the, the men are starting to build momentum too because mm -hmm. they're 
they're pissed and offended and scared by what they see. Sure. And and the article did not suggest that. Uh, well, there's no point now. You know, yeah. it, it 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 suggested. I, I think if anything, uh, we're going to have to fight a little harder yeah. uh, than we are already, which is as you have pointed out, considerable. But we're going to have to fight even harder. And with every passing day, with every female reporter he insults, with with every revelation about him and Stormy Daniels uh, and uh, the rest of his past, mm-hmm. with every revelation about Brett Kavanaugh and that nomination, uh, women are more and more and more motivated. The pattern that you've described or the, the situation you've described, I've watched this build over time. Yeah. I've, I've seen how... Really, the opposite is true. Trump is motivating the left. Yeah, Trump. Nobody is doing a better job of getting Democrats and women and minorities and the elderly and others to the polls uh, this fall. LGBTQ. Nobody's doing more to make that happen than Donald Trump himself. And every passing day, he gives us another reason on top of another reason on top of another reason to be motivated. And so even if this uh, male wave does occur, uh, this backlash uh, about the Kavanaugh thing, I think it might be too little too late, but... As I think the article correctly points out, uh, don't get lethargic. Uh, You know, this means, if anything, maybe we need to fight just a little bit harder than we already are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? No one's going around on the Trump side going, hey, you know what? Maybe the president's behavior is a little bit over the top and it's unifying (laughs) the left against us. After all, this whole blue wave talk that the left is talking about, it's all because of Trump. And maybe he should just tone it down a little. No one's writing that. Right. It's just, it's insane. This is, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, and this comes up time and time again. Whether it's opposition to the Iraq war, unifying the conservatives, so you better shut up about the Iraq war, or if, you know, in 2006, you're screaming about uh, uh, torture. Well, you know, you scream about torture, and it's unifying the conservatives, the, the national security conservatives against the left. You better not do that, otherwise, we're going to lose the midterms. It's always one thing or another, and it's this old, <laughs> tired strategy trying to guilt the left into silence and it's just yeah. not going to work this time no I, I totally agree it is not going to work this time yeah. I, I, I do acknowledge that uh, that exists the problem you've described exists mm-hmm. I, I know that it does yeah I, I don't I, I'm with you though I don't think it's going to win the day I no. think I think the momentum that was already out there and continues to build with each asshole thing he does <laughs> uh, uh, will uh, make us okay will protect us but, yeah uh, again it, it take nothing for granted and assume that an angry male wave is rising up behind the blue wave. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's more of Donald Trump being a dick during his <laughs> oh, dick, dick move press conference yesterday. Yes, behind you, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Now that you've answered several questions on trade, I'd like to turn uh, don't, don't, to don't Judge do Kavanaugh. Do, do you have, do you have uh, excuse me, do you have a question on trade? We'll we do just, one or two more questions <laughs> on trade. You answered several questions Okay, don't on do trade. that. That's not nice. Mr. President, and besides that, be... somebody is before you. Excuse me, don't do that. Do you have a question on trade? You answered several questions on trade. Do you have a trade? question on trade? My question is on Judge okay, Kavanaugh. Okay, please, yes, You said please. the FBI should interview whoever that they believe is appropriate. Does that include Julie Swetnick, the third accuser? And can you promise to release the full okay, findings give me from your the question, FBI please. after they finish their report, Mr. President? Give me your question, please. Mm. Mr. President, give her the mic, please. Oh. You dick! <laughs> That's so true. 
So true. What a dick. Yeah. He, he knows how to make it more tedious and painful. Right. He just, you know, of course, brave Sir Donald always has to run away. He's running away from hard questions. Eventually, he did start to take questions about the Kavanaugh debacle, but, it, mm. you know, it took him some time of just letting his dick flag wave so he could... Uh, uh, cut off some women. <laughs> I, mean, this is yeah. just, I mean, it's all part of the strategy. It's all part of the game that he's playing. And S- keeping control. It's about control. Exactly right. Stirring up the red hats. That's the whole motivation behind his mm-hmm. presidency. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, these reporters are not just, you know, members of the fourth estate protected by the First Amendment free press clause, but they're also American citizens. And this guy is their president, too. Whether we like right. it or not, he's, right. he's the president of the entire country. However, he only wants to serve that 40%, the bug-eyed, googly-eyed uh, red hats who turn up at his rallies. That's, that's who he's governing for. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. I mean, can you imagine, as an American citizen, being insulted like that by your chief executive to your face on national television? Just staggering the way this guy feels that he needs to abuse power. And we've never seen anything like this. I mean, we've never no, seen a, a president it's treat reporters like true. this. Yeah. It, it is alarming. It is true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we keep running into the same brick wall. Yeah. We're preaching to the choir. Oh, yeah. You know this to mm. be true. I know it to be true. The people listening to us know it to be true. Many, many Millions of others know it to be true, Mm -hmm. and yet uh, there are millions uh, also who, uh, you know, haven't haven't wavered a bit, who are, in fact, uh, as pro-Trump and as adamant about it as ever. Um, and, and so they remain uh, a formidable opposition. They're not the majority. Uh, they, we're, you know, I, I believe we can win the day over them, but we're still going to have to deal with them, and they are mightily pissed and are likely to be more so. I say that not to dissuade us from our cause, but to commit us harder to it. Mm, yeah, you know, anyone who's been watching TV, too, knows that uh, Lindsey Graham has also been infected by Trumpism. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, best was... actress, best actress of the year goes to Lindsey Graham. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, as we said on last Thursday's show, uh, his spine was buried with John McCain. F you. Yeah. Which is absolutely 100% true. Don, uh, Lindsey Graham said the other day that he doesn't give a shit about what you think. And he literally said, I don't give a shit. Here's, here's Lindsey Graham on one of the Sunday shows. If you don't like me working with President Trump to make the world a better place, I don't give a shit. Yep, doesn't give a that, shit. That is no way for a Southern Belle to speak. <laughs> F you. I do declare. I do declare. I'm fanning myself with my hand. Oh, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah, he got he got the vapors. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I you know it's 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 unbelievable. I I think I called this early, uh, but I'm hearing <laughs> others. I I'm, I'm hearing others say it now. When McCain died, uh, Lindsey Graham no longer had anyone to lean on. He had no no longer did he have anybody to have his back to to hold his hand yep. to guide his way. And uh, so he looked to Trump and uh, now apparently wants to be the next attorney general mm-hmm. uh, and has been uh, apparently auditioning for that role in some of these fiery speeches. And the way he's going, he's likely 
to get that and the Best Actress Award. It's staggering how obvious he makes it, though. I mean, it's just so... <laughs> I mean, you, he's turned on a dime. I mean, from be, being the guy who was uh, in the Senate saying, you know what, the president has colluded with Russia. We need to take this uh, attack seriously. Uh, lining up with John McCain, uh, you know, during the primaries, telling the, the, the world that electing Donald Trump would be a disaster for the United States. And now he just can't bend over fast enough. Did I say bend over? Right. I didn't mean to you say did. bend over. He can't, well, he, he can't uh, agree with Donald Trump F you. fast enough. That's what I meant yeah. to say. He needs that. He needs someone to cling to. And uh, when right. McCain was no longer available, he turned to Trump. And, and uh, I, I saw it happen uh, around the time of McCain's uh, memorial service. Mm -hmm. And and now I'm I'm seeing columnists and people who get paid a lot more than I do <laughs> write write those sorts of things as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he so and I know people like this. Right? I know one person uh, from real life who 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 is able to adjust their moral compass to wherever the bread is buttered. Yeah. And I've, I've witnessed that happen in, in real life as well as now in, before our eyes in Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I mean, I talked to someone who was obviously doubtful, this is obvious, a Trump voter, who was doubtful of the claims against Brett Kavanaugh, but mm -hmm. was totally embracing uh, the charges against the Catholic Church, the molestation charges. I said, well, how can you buy into one which was years ago and not and not this other one that was also years ago i mean why is and what's the difference here and of course the difference is obvious the victims of the catholic church and a lot of these pedophile priests were young boys uh christine blasey ford obviously uh, a young woman at the time and that's the Open big season that's yeah. the big difference between all of this and just the yeah. the staggering levels of, of misogyny that we've been seeing throughout this i mean men you're not making it easier on yourselves <laughs> you, this is that's, making things th much that's worse. a lot of it and in some cases it, it really is just ideology uh, ideological it, yeah. in some cases uh they simply refuse to hear any of these things about kavanaugh uh, because kavanaugh supports the causes they support yeah and uh, that's that's so they're they're putting their fingers in their ears and singing la 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 mm -hmm. as has been happening for several years in this country now yep and Willful you know what ignorance yeah exactly speaking of that kind of ignorance uh i want to talk about don jr here in just a second <laughs> that's well that's voluntary ignorance that's that's a different category jesus <laughs> this guy thinks that he's going to be the heir apparent to the Trump dynasty and and be the next Trump president. <laughs> and, you know, as much as we were all probably sitting around in 1988 going, well, George H.W. Bush's boy, uh, George George W. Bush wants to be president too. We're going, ha, ha, you mean the drunken idiot? No way. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. <laughs> so consider this all a, a joke and a warning about Donald Trump Jr. All right. Um, all right. Well, we're all getting older. And it's and it's time to start looking at uh, things like life insurance because you, you never know you never know when something terrible is going to happen. Even though we know how important it is to have life insurance, a third of us just don't have it. I you know and, until until policy genius, I didn't. But it's, because, it's it's all because it's just boring and complicated. No, sit down. Oh, this chore, life insurance. Oh my god, I don't even know where Hate to start. It. How do you shop for the best deal on the best policy for you? Where do you start? Who do you trust? Do, do, do you do your own research? Where do you go? It sounds risky. It sounds boring as hell, like I said, unless unless you go to policygenius.com, which is where I go to buy life insurance. 
even if you know don't know jack about insurance, PolicyGenius.com guides you to the policy that's right for you and in about two minutes. It took me actually less than that to find a policy that I really like. Policy Genius does the work for you, and that's why. By comparing quotes from all the top companies, you get peace of mind knowing that 4 million people have used Policy Genius, not just for life insurance, but also home, auto, disability, and more. Uh, stop putting uh, putting off having the life insurance you know you need. I don't know. It's boring. I, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. But you got to do it. You just have to. Think of your loved ones. Take two minutes right now, or if you're like me, even less, to make the right decision for you and your family at PolicyGenius.com. It's free and the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Go do it right now. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, that's right. Welcome to our Tuesday show with the great Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment, found at BuzzBurbank.com and also on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, I want to talk about Don Jr. here in a second, but I want to remind you to go shopping through our Amazon link. Holidays right around the corner. Also, uh, Halloween right around the corner. You can buy your Halloween costume for your kids. All kinds of great goodies, too, at uh, Amazon.com. Through our Amazon link, just go to BobSuska.com and click the all-caps Amazon link just beneath our logo. It'll take you right to the front page of Amazon. You can search for anything you could possibly imagine on Amazon, and we get a teeny-tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. So thank you for doing that. What will your Halloween costume be this year? <laughs> you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know who had the best uh, Halloween costume, which is uh, Carl Frisch at the Sexy Liberal Show the other night, where he was uh, dressed up as uh, Donald Trump in the orange jumpsuit. Orange jumpsuit, yeah. And boy, that's so <laughs> tempting. Uh, I, you know, I was just thinking about what I usually do is just a sexy cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd almost forgotten about that. Bob. Okay, so Don Jr. Um, uh-huh. is, uh, you know, he'll say anything to keep himself in the will. Uh, which is basically his entire Twitter feed, just keeping himself in daddy's will. Um, He was interviewed by a reporter the other day who asked him, who are you scared most for, your sons or your daughters? And Donald Trump Jr., in his infinite wisdom, said, I mean, right now, I'd say my sons. Uh (laughs) So that gets, that's one of those answers that... Because, Bob, you see, so many innocent sons are being uh, accused of uh, sexually assaulting girls, and it's wrong. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's uh, w- uh, when are guys going to get a break? That's what Donald Trump Jr. is asking. When are the guys going to get a break? Yeah, when are all of these accused rapists going to catch a little bit of leeway here? I mean, well, shouldn't we give them a little more latitude? No. It's just I, uh, being boys. Exactly. And seriously, no. The answer, the, the answer to my question is no, 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 no. Nine, nine, nine. First of all, no one should be falsely accused. That's obviously a given. Let's just take that off the table. Agreed. But but the number, Buzz, of falsely accused men is far, Mm -hmm. far fewer than the number of rape victims who never, ever, ever see justice. Right. And this is a fact. I mean, it's a statistical reality, despite what idiot Don Jr. has to say about the topic and what what he's most concerned about with regard to his children. Um, Out of every 1,000 rapes can you guess the number of rapists who are actually 
incarcerated, convicted, and then incarcerated. Oh, oh, this is going to be a depressingly small number. I'm afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just take a guess. A uh, hundred. <laughs> no lower. He said, he said hopefully Lo- uh, lower, much much lower. So not not ten percent then. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, much uh, much lower. Oh, lower. Well, it's, it's uh, bad. Ten. Bad. Ten. Of Just, ten uh, people. Well, see, if you had bet a dollar, then uh, you'd be right, or you'd be closer, because the answer. The answer is six. Six wow. actual incarcerations out of every 1,000 reported rapes. Okay, so out of every 1,000 rapes, here, here's how it breaks down. 310 are reported to police. So just over one-third wow. well, of yeah, all of those see, rapes and are it's, And it's obvious why. Yeah, well, I mean, no kidding, because when you have the President of the United States, his children, uh, a forthcoming Supreme Court justice, hopefully not, but we'll wait and see, saying that uh, you know women are crazy or, or acting as if women are crazy to come forward, that they shouldn't be doing this, that they're attention seekers, or in their vernacular, attention whores, and they're doing all these things just to tear men down because they don't like penises right. or whatever the whatever the bullshit excuse is from the uh, the the men's rights right. people right hey, dr christine blasey ford a co-author of some 500 books on psychology right. uh, clearly doing this to get her 15 minutes of fame <laughs> Uh, Unbelievable! It's, it's the the arguments are ludicrous at this mm. point, just ludicrous. And it occurs to me as you were uh, talking there that uh, this genie that you're describing cannot be put back into the bottle. No. Uh, this this women are not just going to go back to being quiet after this. And if you if you think that you're delusional, I don't. Uh, that's not going to happen. Women have been. Too quiet for too long, and now they've got an opening. You know, and, and why didn't she report it earlier? Well, this is why, because only out of a thousand rapes, there have been six convictions. That's yep. why, mm-hmm. because because you know, two thirds of women are even afraid to come forward, if for no other reason than it seems pointless. Yeah, and here's the other stat, really truly staggering statistic in all of this: uh, every thousand rapes, three hundred ten reported to the police. The number of reports that lead to arrest out of those 310, mm-hmm. 57, 57. So what's, what is, I don't even know what the percentage amounts to. Is that 25%, uh, 10%? No, 15, maybe 15. 15%. I'm so bad at math. We don't, we don't do math, but it's 15 or less. I That's guess. right. Well, thank you. Because at least I know that you're better at math than I am. Why? Well, no. Because everyone is better at math than I am. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, out we'll of the, find out after people hear this. Uh, yeah, out of those 57 reports that lead to arrest, only 11 cases get referred to prosecutors. Of those 11 cases referred to prosecutors only seven cases will lead to a felony conviction and only six of those seven uh will be actually incarcerated will lead to an incarceration usually they're let off with time served or a slap on the wrist we've seen that time and time again and then out of uh 1000 robberies here's another here's a compare and contrast between you know as you say well oh that's that's just rape i mean isn't that isn't that usually standard for the number of for the crimes that are reported well every out of every 1000 robberies Okay. 610 are reported to police, <laughs> and uh, 20 uh, robbers will end up being incarcerated. 20 convicted robbers will be incarcerated. So, so the statistic with rapes do not bear out when it comes to other crimes, making rapes the exception because men who still control law enforcement don't believe women. And when they do, even in these cases of these incarcerations, 
what you hear most often is, oh, she was asking for it. Oh, she was dressed in a little teeny tiny skirt and a halter top. So she was totally, she went there and she had a few drinks and she was at that party and she was just asking to be raped. I mean, that's the, the, and, the great and, fallacy in all of this. It's not yeah, the, that's, that, yeah, misogyny is definitely part of it, but yeah. there's also uh, the, the sort of culture among uh, police and prosecutors, especially prosecutors, not to pursue that which they think they cannot win for whatever yeah. reason. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and laziness uh, sometimes comes into it. Mm-hmm. And the overwhelming number of cases, certainly, yeah. uh, it can be a cause for that. So, you know, there are a lot of factors there. Misogyny, obviously, clearly, from what we're witnessing mm-hmm. in front of our eyes on television oh, now, yeah. uh, uh, still very much alive, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, it's all at once, uh, these guys, Brett Kavanaugh and all of his supporters saying that, uh, you know, this is bullshit. Why should men be falsely accused of these things? Or why should uh. this even be brought up at all after 35 years? And then also, I mean, that, that entire excuse also answers their own question. Like, yes, why, why didn't does... she report it sooner? Because there's no point. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Right. Of the sexual violence crimes not reported to police, the victim gave the following reasons for not reporting. 20, 20% feared retaliation. 13% believed the police would not do anything to help. 13% believed it was a personal matter. 8% reported to a different official. Another 8% believed it was not important enough to report. 7% did not want to get the perpetrator in trouble. Fascinating on that one. 2% believed the police could not do anything to help. And 30% gave another reason or did not cite a reason. There are a number of societal changes there that need to be made, uh, but some of them are glaringly obvious and and, uh, need to be gotten to right away. And as I said, I don't think... You know, this is not a subject that's just going to get dropped. Yeah. It just, you know, you're you're not going to put this genie back into the bottle. Mm-hmm. You, it's out there now. Uh, what women are facing, and they've made it clear that they're uh, done facing it. That they're not going to do that anymore. Uh, and so the game is up on on that. And so I think, and I hope, but I believe that these things maybe are already starting to change because of this discussion that's being held. Yep, yep. And by the way, this is all these statistics are from the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Uh, If you have something to report, 1-800-656-HOPE. That's uh, 4673. And then there's also on this uh, website, rain.org. You can also do a live chat there, too, and get support. Because I know that's one of the things. I mean, you know, you accuse your uh, your spouse or your boyfriend or some, some acquaintance that you know that you happen to bump into at a party. You accuse them of something, and a lot of times what happens is those men get violent and they make threats and so you need a place to go so that there are i think there are support networks out there for for women who are the uh the victims of battery and other kinds of assault so uh you know safe houses and so many uh you know other uh services that you can uh, avail yourselves of but you start at a place like this where you go to uh r-a-i-n-n.org and you can uh uh, you know, begin to get some justice there in a, in a world that yeah. seems like there is no justice for, for women sometimes.
sometimes. And the great thing about a podcast is you can skip back and pick up uh, that phone number and the web address again if you need to. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's it, there is there is no turning back at this point, and I I need to be more patient with people, but there is. There, there's this. There are these mindsets out there that are just false. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not valid. They, you have. I, I had an individual ask me sincerely, and and as it turns out, they were not a troll. They simply did not. They were ignorant of the facts. They did not know how these things work. And yeah. They asked me. They said, "Hey, Buzz, uh, the FBI is going to investigate Kavanaugh. Are they going to investigate the women too? That that only seems fair." <laughs> And and I said when when a when a store owner reports that his store has been robbed, do we investigate the store owner or do you know no, no, no. mostly mostly we don't with rare only if the evidence leads us to him uh, or her do we do that so the presumption is not against uh, the accuser yeah. in that sort of situation the police investigate the robbery and likewise the the police investigate these alleged Kavanaugh assaults uh, as incidents and they investigate who was there and who saw it and who said what mm-hmm. uh, that, that that's that's what they do. So they're really investigating incidents, not people per se. Yeah, uh, they're talking to people to investigate reported incidents. So you know, but it just it it this question, as innocent as it may have been, reflects a mindset that uh, somehow uh, the women had to be at fault. And I just we got to get past that. Yeah, and you know, I think we need to make this entirely clear that we're, what we're not talking about here is a court trial. I mean, there's really right, no. very little way. Uh, of of actually convicting someone like Brett Kavanaugh of a crime that occurred 35 yeah. years ago. However, that's not the point. The point right. is not to convict Brett Kavanaugh. The point it's here, job interview, yeah. exactly right. The point the point here is fitness to serve a lifetime mm-hmm. appointment to the Supreme Court, right. and based on the stories, based on uh, the the accusers, uh, uh, you know, reports of, of of how all this went down, whether it's it's a uh, uh, Blasey Ford or whether it's Deborah Ramirez or whether it's uh, Swatnick, Julie Swatnick, whether it's any of these women or whether it's the perjury or whether it's the crying and shouting for God. God's sake, all of the that behavior that he put on display the other day. If I mean, can you imagine behaving like that in a job interview? I mean, or on the or on the Supreme Court, or on the Supreme Court. Plus the fact that now he's going to be perpetually biased against Democrats. So anything that comes right, up that's right. a kind of a right left hot potato of a case, he's going to of course side against the left because of the and, you know the, the the quote unquote witch hunt that he was put through. And and that makes two of them on the Supreme yeah. Court, uh, Clarence. Thomas has mm-hmm. said in his own uh, autobiography that uh, he, you know, he, he, it's clear he's bitter. That it's yeah. clear from his voting record as as a Supreme Court justice that he is partisan and bitter. Uh, <laughs> he's he's stated his bitterness, and now Kavanaugh is bitter too before he ever gets the job. And yes, just as you said, uh, how can he not carry that bitterness with him right. through his work if he? were allowed to do that work. And especially with someone of that temperament. I just, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing the other day in that testimony. I mean, I've never, I, you know, and the only thing I think of, the only thing I could go back to, Buzz, was the 
the John Boehner thing. Even though I've never seen John Boehner lash out uh, <clears throat> aggressively, John Boehner certainly has a hair trigger when it comes to tears. And we all know, <laughs> oh, you know the little baby. every time he talks about the little babies or the little children, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, every time I see the children, I, just, I can't talk to the children anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that, that like, might be the liquor talking. <laughs> it, it is the liquor talking. Yeah, yeah. And that's just it. You get these guys who just drink too much. And I'm not saying uh, Kavanaugh was necessarily drunk during the hearings, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, all, if he's no, a, no, he's what he's what they call in Alcoholics Anonymous a dry drunk, a dry and, drunk. And that he displayed the temperament of a dry drunk. Yeah, uh, for those who are familiar with that term and uh, that anger that that we saw there, mm-hmm. that's what we were seeing—a guy who wasn't getting his alcohol. That's right, and 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 what happens, you know, when when he doesn't. Uh, you know, and and that's the other thing, and part of the double standards that we have to get past. Uh, she got raped. Well, she shouldn't have gotten drunk. That's right. Jesus he shouldn't. Christ. He shouldn't have raped her, but he was drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, and- talk about a double standard, uh, especially when it comes to alcohol, which thank goodness is now being investigated, despite initial instructions not to do so. That's right. And then going back to Donald Trump Jr. for just one second here before we break. I mean, once again, you know, to say to a reporter to say publicly that you're more concerned about your sons being sure. falsely accused than you are about yeah. your daughters being sexually assaulted. That shows a staggering level of heartlessness and nearsighted. Yeah, to- I mean, totally agenda driven. Yeah, he's really he's completely ready to throw his daughters under a bus so sure. he can back well. up his dad and this ridiculous candidate for the Supreme Court, who they should just cut bait on, bring in someone else, nominate a different candidate, and start fresh again because this guy is bruised fruit. He's going to be nothing but trouble <laughs> from now on. And yeah. you know, I mean, this forever uh, Donald Trump's name is going to be attached to this other, you know, this other guy who's basically now a clone of Donald Trump. You know, and Republicans uh, from Congress down to the voters are, are now more enthusiastic about getting this guy in there. Uh, now they they nominated a hornet. Now they want to confirm an angry hornet. That's right. God damn it. And and also we find out today or is actually yesterday that Kavanaugh was questioned after a barroom brawl in 1985. And that I, he started. That he, st- <laughs> that he started. Yes. Oh, my God. I, you know, and we heard the other day about something that occurred in 1998. I mean, this is all, you know, verifiable stuff. I mean, once well, you get a, it, there's one thing, you know, you hear from a couple of people and you say, well, okay, they could have misremembered. You start to hear from person after person after person after person, and, and that becomes a trend we're going from i said last week you know he's going from being like someone embattled like clarence thomas to someone who's just so plainly guilty like bill cosby where you now have an insurmountable number of accusers who just come right. out one after the other in fact i'm surprised well, we haven't it, seen it isn't just accu- it isn't just accusers it's witnesses yeah witnesses who are willing to support the accusers that's right and other people familiar with kavanaugh's behavior yeah uh you know this is it's it's closing in fast. It's going to. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he will get confirmed, but Republicans are very much determined to do so. I, unless this investigation is righteous, or if it turns, uh, if it turns out not to be, or if it turns out uh, 
you know, if it, it uncovers new information, there's a very strong uh, chance that uh, Flake and uh, uh, Murkowski and Collins will vote against it. And mm -hmm. if that happens, uh, the nomination is, in fact, lost. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, one that shouldn't have been made in the first place. There were lots of other anti-abortion judges out there they could have chosen, that Trump could have chosen. But uh, Kavanaugh was moved to the top of the list because he believed that a president could not be indicted or prosecuted. And uh, that's that's how we got into this situation here. I think... Uh, I think it's coming, getting close to time to let that that go. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll still get their justice, but they're not going to get the one that's going to let off Trump. And once again, and don't get your hopes up about this, but the fact of the matter is that if Mitch McConnell had the votes, the vote would be held today. And because oh, yeah. he doesn't care, Elizabeth, like Mitch, Lindsey Graham, they don't care. They don't give a shit about your right. screaming or my screaming or Buzz's screaming. They don't care about any of it. They would hold this vote today, FBI or, or report or not, if they had the votes, but they don't have the votes. So they're throwing it off until Friday. And even then, I don't even yeah. think that they're going to have a vote on Friday because more shit right. is going to hit the fan. And it could well, any second a now. Yeah, it's a procedure. I'm starting to get more details on this. It's a procedural vote that they're holding on Friday, which means that they could then uh, have a final vote either over the weekend or early next week. So this thing gets put off a few more days, yeah. and that gives uh, time uh, for uh, FBI investigators and reporters to uh, continue to piece things together. Yeah, and don't forget, too, that the Supreme Court is back in session with only eight justices, so no wonder yeah, they were... Yeah, and weirdly, I mean, they're, they're putting off all the important controversial stuff. They're dealing with small matters, administrative matters, uh, uh, non-precedent setting matters. Uh, they're saving the big stuff, abortion, gay rights, all that for when the, the next justice arrives, uh, uh, likely a conservative, whether it's Kavanaugh or somebody else. Alright, well, one last break. When we come back, uh, more gibberish from the QAnon conspiracy people. We'll get to that right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. That's right. Yes, it is. Um, Buzz, I don't know if you saw the videotape yesterday of Mitch McConnell being confronted by activists at uh, Reagan National, but it was entertaining. No. Enter <laughs> entertaining to see him just ignoring women and just pretending like they weren't even there. And then uh, I think one of his uh, security goons, maybe accidentally, maybe intentionally, uh, groped one of the women. 
as uh, they were walking through Reagan National, you know, past the Sabaro and past the newsstands and so on. And, and, uh, and, and the only thing Mitch McConnell actually had to say, we have a, a brief recording of his only remarks back to the women. And it's, wait, this isn't... That, this is a sound. Wait, no. This, that's the sound of t- a turtle having sex with a sandal. That's not. God, I love this. This is so funny. Uh, yeah, no, that's not Mitch McConnell. I I always play the wrong tapes, don't I? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's easy. Well, it's easy to get them confused. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I did have one other thought I, I meant to mention in the last segment, sure. and it got away from me. And, and it, it's I wanted to, uh, re- again, refer to uh, something brilliant that was said by my friend Chad Luddington. Uh, and and that, that was that it doesn't matter that, that Kavanaugh drank back when he was 21 as much as it does that he's lying – to the Senate Judiciary Committee at yeah. the age of fifty-three, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, if so, if Republicans want to discount uh, the drinking, fine. Let's talk about the lying instead. That's, right. I, that's I just wanted to add that. Well, yeah, the Huffington Post put together a list here. Let's see credit where credit is due. This is Paul Blumenthal and Jennifer Bendery, and they put up a list of all of the lies that Brett Kavanaugh has told during testimony, mm-hmm. and it goes on and on and on and on. You want to check this out the, the title of the piece is all the lies brett kavanaugh told so you want this for your arsenal as you head into the water cooler and twitter battles uh, about brett kavanaugh because this is always handy to have a list like this i mean from uh, let's see christine blasey ford's allegations are refuted that was a lie uh never attended a gathering like the one described by blasey that was also a lie because it's right there on his goddamn calendar and yep. one of the biggest uh, travesties of that dog and pony show the other day with Brett Kavanaugh in the uh, hearing room. And they've got Rachel Mitchell asking him questions and leading him down this road to asking him a question about a date on his calendar in which he talks about going over to, to hang out with, uh, to, to lift weights with Tobin and PJ squee like we're going to do after the show. And so uh, points to this calendar and says, what is this? And just as she's getting into the, the calendar date and the, you know, the information on uh, that Brett Kavanaugh in his own handwriting wrote, you know, suddenly the, the Republican senators interrupt her. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. That was the end of her day. Yeah. She was done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I could totally see that in a movie. I mean, because we're we're gonna see a movie about all of this one of these oh, yeah. days very soon, and that's gonna be a scene in the movie. Just as they're getting to the meat, and this is their own handpicked prosecutor about to question Boozy Brett about what happened on July first or whatever day it was that he hung out with Tobin and PJ and Squee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what did you do that day? Is this the date? Could this be the date? And oh nope, nope. That suddenly they jump in. We can't have that line of questioning because, of course, that's going to expose Brett Kavanaugh. So we're going to just wave off uh, Rachel Mitchell. No, 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 don't go there. Uh, bah, 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 bah. We have this under control. And in spite of it all, I can't stop thinking about the fact that my parents support Brett Kavanaugh. That- <laughs> That's that's so hard. That is, you is have so no hard. idea it is how painful that is. And yeah. knowing that there's not only no point in talking to them about it, it's better to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. And I and I know I'm not alone. I'm I know I'm speaking for perhaps millions of people. Hello, my hand yeah. is raised. Uh, yeah. It was not my not my, both of my parents. My dad. In fact, what I was referring the guy I was referring to earlier about uh, believing about the Catholic Church but not believing about Brett Kavanaugh. Right, right. Uh, that was my dad. That was 
was my dad yeah. at lunch the other day. Yeah. Of course, I, you know, I just I don't argue with him anymore because I don't no, right. I don't want to go down that path because it's no, never going to anywhere good. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and and I know you and I have talked about this before. And again, I know this is a, an emotion shared by millions of other people. Yeah, and it is. I I want to be on the same team as my dad. I I want mm-hmm. us to be in this together. Yeah, and uh, it's clear that's just never going to happen. And that's that's hard because he's your dad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a it's a tough thing. And like I said, I know I'm not alone, but it's something that uh, at times like this is very much on my mind. Well, people who were bef- born before 1940, as your dad was and as my dad was i don't necessarily uh condone their point of view but i understand their point of view a little more because they're they're old and they're old-fashioned and they they believe in old-fashioned things they wore onions on their belts (laughs) which is the style at the time in fact uh you know when i talked to my dad about all of this he said this is i actually taped him talking about it one trick (laughs) is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere okay that's That's not nice (laughs) All right. But uh, I mean, my dad is 80. Your dad is 90. You 90 know, yeah. Getting a guy who's 80 or 90 years old to change their point of view about <laughs> whether it's anything, how they yeah. order a meal at a restaurant, right? Or right. anything else is ne- <laughs> nearly impossible. Right. The difference is when they were the parents and we were the children. Uh, it's I don't know. It's 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 just different now. You know, we we obeyed when now that we're the adults in the room and they're the children. They won't listen to us, and I it's not yeah. right. That's true. Well, uh, some more of Kavanaugh's lies. I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out. That was that I remember. Yeah, yeah, that I remember. Right, because you know, we all remember those times when we blacked if, out. If I had a blackout, I do not remember. It. Yeah, you know, I I have blacked out from drinking exactly once. I, you know, that's not to say I haven't been hammered in my... I've certainly been hammered many, many times. The, the idea of sexually assaulting someone never even, of course, <laughs> occurred to me because that's not in my don't, character, first of all. But don't say, think I could have pulled it off. Actually. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that would have ever, ever... I wouldn't have been physically capable of it because all I did while I was blacked out, and this is from After Action Reports the next day, is that all I did was lay around in my underwear, uh, watch Silence of the Lambs on HBO, and vomited a lot. And that was the extent of my blackout. I'm so boring, I know. Man, but... you are fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, and of course, Brett Kavanaugh lied about Boofs and Devil's Triangle, which we talked about last Tuesday. Um, which, by the way, I've heard a brand new definition of the Devil's Triangle. Well, I'm eager to hear. I still don't. You know what I don't know? Because we talked about this last week. I, I still am not clear exactly on what a boof is. A boof. I've heard. Uh, I've heard. I've heard a couple of uh, explanations, and I. I I want to be told. I don't care to volunteer them. Uh, the, uh, but but no. Let's. What is the uh, what is the new definition for devil's? Well, I'm just, I'm just laughing at Buzz yeah. Burbank saying, you know, I'm not entirely familiar at what a boof is. Well, I'm <laughs> supposed to know. I no. think. Well, if it if it's related to sex, then I'm supposed to know these things. Well, so the boof. I think I've heard uh, several definitions of boof. The most uh-huh. uh, yeah. agreed upon one is exposing your penis in the face of the person you're exposing it to. Oh, so that's a name for that. I see. Well, I had heard everything from, uh, you know, his excuse, his, his thing of flatulence, yeah. uh, his, his, you know, explanation of flatulence to an explanation that said it referred to anal sex. Oh. Well, you know, well, I guess conceivably that's, but, uh, but I, this makes sense, especially if it fits in with that behavior that uh, has been reported. Well, and the devil's triangle is, is um, 
Yeah. I think last Tuesday we talked about uh, two guys and one woman. Right. Uh, three-way in that regard. Um, but yeah. it, but I heard a further refinement of the of the term, which is that it's actually two women and one guy. The one guy is on his back. One woman is, you know, sitting on the guy's midsection. The other mm. woman is sitting on the guy's face, and they're uh-huh. and the two women are making out, forming a triangle, literally yeah, a suppose, triangle. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, in 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 respect to to equality, yes, that 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 should be a thing. Yeah, uh, I don't. I I think more typically it's referred to as you know two guys and a woman yeah but certainly i guess in the minds of some that would be a <laughs> oh yeah oh you're if, going if, with the traditional if, definition if, of if, if women if women want to have a, a devil's triangle then uh, by gosh they should have that that's right well but, maybe your but, definition but, is from back in the day when they had onions on their belts or that, something. that yeah. could be yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh he, of course, said that uh, Boof was a drinking game and also that Devil's Triangle was a... No, Boof was a flatulence and right, Devil's right. Triangle is um, is a drinking game, which, of okay, course, I, is a lie. Yeah. I saw something. I do not condone this tweet. I'm just mentioning something I observed on Twitter. And it said that if if I were to say, uh, burn Mitch McConnell's house to the ground, please know that that's a drinking game. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a yes. I think that's the funniest damn tape in the world. Thank you very much to Sean Comiskey from the Stephanie Miller Show for providing Total that tape. Sex with a sandal. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and of course, the Stephanie Miller Show and I constantly exchanging bodily fluids. By that, we mean drop-ins, sound effects for our shows. Um, okay, so QAnon is now spreading the lie that Dr. Ford was played by Amy Schumer. This is an actual thing on the internet that people believe that it wasn't an actual college professor who appeared the other day in testimony uh-huh. before the Senate Judiciary Committee. It was Amy Schumer in disguise, and they have photographic evidence. Um, <laughs> thanks to Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs for uh, putting this up, uh, this particular meme. It has, uh, they're comparing the, the, the lines on the palm of Amy Schumer and the lines of the palm of Christine Blasey Ford. And they're well, also sure that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. All that forensic evidence. Um, then they're comparing the shape of their teeth or the alignment uh-huh. of their teeth, which yeah, right? are evidently similar. And this was <laughs> so this whole elaborate thing was just an excuse to get Amy Schumer up there to testify before Congress. This is the stupidest goddamn thing in the world. I can't even believe that this would be taken seriously by anyone because I don't think it's I don't think it's put out there in a serious sense. I think this is I think QAnon is someone who's scamming the Trump supporters <laughs> oh, or yeah. scamming the more conspiratorial ones. Like you know, if it convinces one Trump supporter that that was Amy Schumer, then yeah. mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just the it, it the stupidity of this just knows no bounds, and yet it, it persists. But it strikes me. I uh, my continual wish is that it didn't get this kind of attention. You know, yeah. that I I mean, uh, I, I wish Charles Johnson hadn't <laughs> spread the word about it. I, I think it's it's almost better not to acknowledge it. It is it is 
it isn't helping, and it is an annoyance. Yeah. But is it a problem? Is it a challenge? Is it an obstacle to what we need to do to save the democracy? Uh, no, it's a part of the problem, but I'm, I'm afraid, especially right now, it's a very small part of the problem. I just, you know, I know QAnon is out there, and I know that we need to know that it exists and the, the threat that it could uh, impose, but uh, this is not... This is not a threat, in my opinion. It's as you pointed out. It's it's really too silly to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I think the problem is not QAnon. The problem is the people who do take it seriously. And what I'm seeing is it's a, certainly not as prevalent as it was in 2016 or even the uh, the months after the election, where it continued. And in fact, to a certain extent, it continues today. But it's less prevalent than it was. But I mean, I saw something the other day where you know liberals were taken in by an obvious fake meme and it was Donald Trump a bunch of images of Donald Trump uh, at least looking or appearing as if he was making out with Ivanka and there was a couple pictures that were actually legitimate in this montage of photos and there was a couple in there that were obviously photoshopped and everyone's tweeting it as if or, or sharing it on Facebook as if it's legitimate how could how dare he treat his daughter like this I can't believe what a pervert what a scumbag and some of these things weren't even real I mean the really damning yeah. ones weren't real there was one where he was giving an open mouth kiss on the mouth to Ivanka which was clearly a photoshop I mean you could tell uh, not only because of the content, but because of how it was uh, composited together looked quite See, obvious. I, and I, I, no one doubts that Donald Trump would lust after his own daughter. No sure. one doubts that part of it. But uh, call, <laughs> sure. me call me naive, but I cannot on any level or in any universe imagine Ivanka kissing her dad. That's like true. That. Yeah. I, I, you know, as as little as I respect Ivanka... I have that much respect for. Her. I just, mm -hmm. I don't, again, perhaps I'm naive. I don't see that happening. And your point, and I think you're right, is that uh, we're only hurting ourselves when we produce, spread, or believe in these fake memes that yeah. seem to support our case with really something that has nothing to do with colluding with Russians or, uh, you know, lying to the federal government or to the American people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a crime, but it's, it's not the crime we're looking at. That's right. Well, and finally, on top of all of that, speaking of, uh, crimes, there's an ethic, ethics complaint that's been filed about Brett Kavanaugh and, uh, this, uh, buzzery, Buzzfeed reports that, uh, due to the hyperpartisan nature of Kavanaugh's statements, Democrats have filed at least two ethical complaints against him in the DC circuit court. Saying he disqualified himself from reviewing uh, politically sensitive cases, sort of like what we were talking about earlier, where you know it's right. clear that he's not going to be impartial when he adjudicates something that may be a political football. Uh, so it turns out, though, that these complaints currently fall under the jurisdiction of someone named Merrick Garland, who's the <laughs> former Supreme Oh, the former Supreme Court nominee, denied a, a Senate confirmation hearing during he, Obama's he, last year. He he might be bitter too. Yeah, you think? <laughs> you think? Well, see, I mean, I still say that this could actually end up, I mean, there's a narrow, narrow, teeny tiny chance that this could end up in Merrick Garland being nominated for the Supreme Court again, and this time <laughs> by Donald Trump. Because if this continues, if Brett Kavanaugh isn't confirmed and they go with another guy, 
it could be that the Democrats will get to dictate who that character is, who this next nominee is, if they in fact regain a majority in the Senate. So this gives plenty of motivation for voters, liberal voters, Democrats, to get out and just flood polling places to get out the vote in a way that wins back the United States Senate as well as the uh, the House of Representatives. So It's almost time, kids. It's almost time. Get ready. It's, uh, you know, here's the thing. It, it, again, if the Democrats take back the Senate, they can dictate to Donald Trump who he nominates next. They say, you know what? We're not going to confirm anyone except this list of six or seven names at the top of the list is Merrick Garland. <laughs> and that's a very, very legitimate possibility. Yeah. We just have well, to. Well, I can the see a Democrat. I can see Democrats trying that, whether it'll succeed or not, or whether uh, Republicans would rather just obstruct and uh, stick with eight justices. Uh, it remains to be seen. But uh, who could blame the Democrats for trying, right? All right. Well, the postmortem show is coming up next. Make sure to subscribe at our Patreon page for all of our bonus content. Go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link. It'll take you right over to our Patreon page where you get all kinds of great stuff for your subscription, for your sponsorship of the show. So thank you for doing that in advance. Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com, also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and at realmnetwork.com. All right, folks, take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Helen O'Donnell on the interview show. Take it easy. Bye-bye.